Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Thank you for joining us here at Conversations with Vegan Parents. I'm Christy, I've been vegan four years and I have a five and a half year old daughter. Hi, I'm Caroline, I'm vegan, I've been vegan for just over two years and I've got a nine-year-old and five-year-old daughters. Hi, my name is Emma. Um, I have been vegan since uh, 2015 and I have a 10-month-old baby. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. And today we're going to talk about the need for multivitamins. So what's your guys' thoughts on that? Okay, well, I sort of look at it as as a family and not all of us have have the same needs um, in terms of multivitamins and vitamins. So um, I'm, I'm still breastfeeding. So um, and my husband, uh, so, so I take, so, so, so I, I would say like the multivitamins and even some extras are, aren't essential, but very beneficial um, because when you're breastfeeding, your baby takes your calcium and pretty much everything from you. So, so they're, they're, you're, they're not going to go without, you're going to go without if you don't, uh, watch your diet and your multivitamins um my husband has a different one um, i used to take that one before getting pregnant um so the difference between mine and his is mine has a much higher iron uh, much more iron and the vitamin a comes from beta carotene um the one they put in like the, the non-pregnancy ones um you know can be can be a lot of it can be harmful to an unborn baby um yeah and my little one she has uh she takes she she has hers as well well i give i give her iron drops and i also give her um yeah you know, one of the kiddie multivitamins that like vitamin d a b um yeah so i would say i i, I would say in my opinion multivitamins are quite essential we can get a lot from our diet but there are certain ones as vegans we don't want to you just don't want to play with yeah i think the majority of it is very much depending like particularly for adults do a test and see what you're low on but there's always going to be the two that most of the uk adults should be having anyway you any human is like b12 and vitamin d whether you're vegan or not but to have a like I give my daughter a multivitamin just to cover myself so that I'm not so worried about what she's eating so I can relax in that sense a little bit more that I know she's going to get them from the multivitamin if she's not going to get them from somewhere else but to I think the only two you have to do really is b12 and vitamin d and the others are going to be like uh yeah cover yourself or if you know you're deficient in a certain area because you've done tests, then add on that. So I take iron because I know my iron levels are low and I can't keep them up even when I was vegetarian. So I take iron tablets to cover that, but that's because I've had tests and I can see my blood levels. Um, mm. Caroline, what are your thoughts? 
Um, well, yes, obviously B12 and, and vitamin D, absolute definite, like you say, for, for anybody who's not um, vegan as well. Um, but two other um, vitamins in particular that we should really pay attention to um, when we're not consuming animal products um, is iodine. Um, so iodine often actually is, is gained by people who eat uh, meat and, and, and have dairy by the uh, disinfectants that they use on the milking products, which um, has iodine in, which tends to go into the milk that, that people drink. Um, and generally iodine, you know, from plant-based sources will come from sea vegetables. Um, you know, fish will get it from seaweed, etc., which is why um, you'll get kind of um, iodine and, and omega-3 in, in fish as well. But um, we need to make sure that we are, are getting the right amount of iodine as well. Obviously, that can cause lots of problems with people's thyroids as one of the kind of functions of, of iodine. Um, so it's often making sure that a vitamin that you're, you're using does, does have um, about 150 to 200 micrograms of, of iodine in it. Um, is that, and then the, other is that is, the only place um, seafood that you can get it? Because I've never liked seafood, even as a vegetarian. So I'm wondering where I'm getting mine from. And is it just from my yeah. vitamin? Um, well, generally, um, unfortunately, the answer is yes. Now, naturally, many years ago, before obviously soils were kind of um, had pesticides put in them and, and were contaminated uh, with various chemicals, um, iodine is found naturally in the soil and would have been in the, you know, the vegetables and, and maybe the fruits that you're eating as well. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with modern farming methods, that is not the case anymore. And it is not a reliable source at all because you do mm -hmm. not know how much you are consuming. Um, so, yeah, in the majority of the cases, um, kind of, you know, iodine levels that might be near to requirements are only found in, in sea vegetables. So you, might, you know, some people might have things like um, nori sheets where, you know, they're making up um, vegan sushi, that kind of thing. Um, but you would still need to eat a decent amount of that every week to get your kind of... Um, you know your weekly uh, levels that you would need so um the recommendation really is to supplement um because again even with some of those sea vegetables um it, you know that the level is is not always um consistent and you do not know whether you're definitely getting the right amount so a bit like you were saying earlier to make sure you're kind of covering your bases um it is generally recommended that you you should supplement iodine so do you give um, your children a separate supplement for iodine or is, have you found a multivitamin that's got enough in it Yes, so um, the multivitamin which we use is the Veg One from the Vegan Society, um, and that has all four of the things which I would always kind of uh, recommend, which is obviously your B12, D3, iodine, and then omega-3, because it has um, DHA in, which is something that we, we can't produce ourselves. Um, we can get ALA form of omega-3 from some of the foods we eat, so lots of people might eat chia seeds and flax seeds and walnuts and things like that which your body can then convert into dha and epa which which are also really important but again one of those things we do not necessarily know how well each individual's body is converting that ala into the all-important mm -hmm. dha and epa um, and again the amount that you need to consume is is a little bit of an unknown and because everybody is different you just do not know whether your body is is converting the right amount to be getting the right amount in total so again to cover your you know yourselves it is often best just to have a supplement which has dha already in it mm. um so um and i find obviously that the veg one ones do cover 
um, all of those um, particular vitamins. Can I get just get you, Caroline, to share what you do, what your job is, just because you sound really um, official and informal, formal there. So I just want to, you know, share with the listeners and that your qualification so that they know where this is coming from. Yeah. Um, so I'm a nutrition and health coach. Um, I'm currently just finishing a master's in clinical um, nutrition. Um, but I have a background in, in health and fitness before this um, and also a degree in psychology, which I tend to use with my, my health clients. Um, but I also have done um, several um, certifications in plant-based health. So I completed the plant-based health certificate from the University of Winchester um, and also the same a similar one um, from the University of Cornell in USA. Brilliant so that's where you're getting all this uh, information you're reeling off to, to us with the facts. Um, yeah any thoughts from you um, Emma? Yeah so yeah so I take um, so we also take um, our omega-3 we take one with DPH and, and EPA in it we've actually got separate ones because my husband doesn't like the liquid one at all um but um yeah so yeah that that is like that is super super important um oh and, and, and obviously another... i was just going to say just kind of sticking with the omega-3 there for for a moment and um, you mentioning taking a, a kind of a separate one for, for getting your dha um obviously like the veg one you can get it as part of a multivitamin but if you do go for a separate one obviously do make sure that you do get the vegan one or a plant-based one which is often based on you know it's algae based mm. often called algal oil um rather than um you know a, a fish oil based one or something which is called something else but actually is, is made from fish oil mm, yeah, yeah i'm pretty pretty sure it is uh it does it does yeah. come from algae they do they do market themselves as vegan so which do you is, think uh, that as a, a, a vegan, we we come under attack a lot more about our diet and we feel like a lot more pressure to have these multivitamins? Because I know before I was vegan, I never took a multivitamin and I kind of felt like, well, if you can't get it from your diet, then you're not eating well enough. You can always make it up with your diet and everything like that. And I just think that the, the extra pressure because you're eating a vegan diet, then it's like any illness or anything like that. They're like, oh, that's because you're vegan. Oh, that's because of this, that's, you know, rather than just being, well, no, I'm just ill. And actually my daughter is never ill. She's, you know, five and a half years and she's had a stomach bug once, you know, and mm. it's just like ridiculous that I still feel that pressure. And that's why I give her the multivitamin, even though I never grew up on a multivitamin and I had this kind of sense of, um, you know, uh, that, you know, you don't need a multivitamin, you get it from your diet. And I still have a little bit of a sense that if you take the multivitamin, your body's getting that nutrition that it's not then going to try and get it. Your body is going to ask for the foods that give you the nutrients that your body needs. And if you're having the multivitamin, it's not going to be reaching out going, oh, I need high vitamin C foods because you're already getting it. So I've still got that a little bit in the background, but I still give that multivitamin to cover my back because it's like, otherwise, if anything goes wrong, it's like you're vegan, you've done this because of your diet. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say it's not just about consuming the right foods. Um, it was all about how our body absorbs it as well. Because um, like some people, you know, some people absorb vitamins, absorb what they eat really well. So some people don't. Um, and that's the same with omnivores as well um like you know, just just to give for example uh, my mother-in-law they're vegetarian so they eat 
so they eat dairy and eggs um and she was and she and, and she had a b she's had a b12 deficiency um so just just to give you an example and i know omnivores at work who have had b12 deficiencies um and and they go to the doctor for their shots so um but if we so had the B12 so many factors. it would be taken so much more harshly. It'd be like, oh, it's because you're vegan. But it's like, but no, other people have B12 deficiencies too. But yeah. you just feel that extra pressure because you're choosing to not eat animal products. Yeah. And and yeah. the other thing, and, and the other and the other thing is that, yeah, so 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 there are things that we have to, you know, we do have to supplement on. But um if you follow a whole a whole food plant based diet based on um, eating fruits, vegetables, whole, whole grains and nuts, we're getting like so much fiber, vitamin C, your vitamin A um, and other things which are excellent for, uh, for, for our immune system. Hmm. Whereas, whereas things like just, you know, people eat, who just eat a lot of like fish, meat, eggs and, and dairy, they, they kind of miss out on that side of things. But as, as, as vegans, if, if we are eating like plenty of vegetables and such as we should be, you know, we're, we're doing the best thing for our immune system. Yeah, and I think what's ironic in a way is um, that actually uh, people do not realise because of lack of education and misinformation in the media and, and, and things that you might read or hear about on the news um, is that you know the majority of those essential vitamins that we mentioned earlier um, you know they're supplemented in the animals that are being eaten or in the dairy products that are being eaten and people don't realize this they think this is a, a naturally occurring uh, vitamin that is abundant in those animal foods therefore that's one of those reasons why they have that perception um, that you must well surely if we if that's something we need for our health then we, we must have have to um, eat animal products to get it that that seems only natural whereas actually again the majority of the time you know those vitamins and minerals either come from the plants that those animals have been eating so therefore you know as, as vegans we're just cutting out the middleman or you know they have been supplemented to those animals so a lot of those animals will have them supplemented in in their feed um, to make sure that you know those vitamins and minerals aren't, aren't deplete in um, other people who are eating them and um, again I think a lot of people are just under the assumption that actually it's just you know a natural part of, of those foods. Mm, yeah exactly um, and, and, and with like and with certain ones, it's not just about consuming X amount of it. I mean, just to give an example, like um, like calcium, you know, every, everybody thinks that calcium is the only way, um, cow's milk is the only way to get calcium, when in fact that is very, very much untrue. And there's actually more to it than just, you know, than, than having like loads of calcium. Like good bone health is about getting your vitamin your calcium, your vitamin D, vitamin K, potassium. It's about getting, you know, a good mixture of everything. And for example, chia seeds is an excellent source of, of a source of seed for, for your bone health. Sesame seeds, they they've got high high amounts of calcium, iron, protein, fat. Um, so pretty much perfect to give your kids because you can just sprinkle you can just sprinkle it in with their food, and it doesn't even really taste of anything. Whereas like a lot of, you know, in my experience with um, these sort of discussions with omnivores, um, you know, their usual, first, the first thing they come up with is calcium. But then I tell them, then, then you tell them, then I sort of tell them what I've told you guys. 
mm. and the same sort of thing with iron and then and, that's it. and, and the thing with iron is best absorbed with vitamin a and vitamin c um they actually did studies uh, in india where a lot large a large amount of population are vegetarian and they just got to consume it with an orange and you know they found that it absorbed so much better so you know it, it's about I, I would say quite simply just 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 um it sounds cheesy but just eat a rainbow because like if you're eating like a whole big range of plant-based foods and you're not and you're not cutting you're not cutting on carbs and that sort of thing then then there's a good chance you'll hit everything without you know without track without needing to track it so yeah if you're go out and buy a multivitamin what advice can we give to the listeners on like sometimes it can be overwhelming about what meets all the needs or do you need a multivitamin should you just get b12 uh, omega iodine <laughs> vitamin d separately or should you have it in in together in one and if so where do they buy it how do they know there's so many multivitamins out there how do they know if it's vegan how do they know if it's got all the things that they need it can be quite overwhelming really I think in terms of um, kind of choosing what you need to be in that vitamin, first of all, um, there's several things to consider. The first thing um, is obviously what is your choice of diet as a vegan? Is it, as Emma mentioned earlier, whole foods, plant-based diet? You know, you're going to probably um, have many more vitamins and minerals than someone who's a junk food vegan. Um, so, you know, if that's, if that's your choice, then that's fine. But it's just obviously having that as a consideration um as to whether you need all those additional vitamins if you're already getting them as, as part of a whole food plant-based diet because one of the the main um concerns with uh, multivitamins and, and taking vitamins is um, making sure that you are not having too much of any of those vitamins um you know there are studies have shown that there are long-term health implications for um you know uh, high vitamin consumption um, and really in the long term it's actually unknown as to what those long-term effects might be on human health when we're you know having having too much of those isolated vitamins in a multivitamin in comparison to having those vitamins in the whole food bound with the fiber and the water um, and all of those things you know the, the synergy of, of vitamins within that food that actually work together you know to improve your health um, so it's definitely kind of being careful that if you're not you know, you don't need those extra vitamins not to have them. Um, but obviously, equally, you know, if you think you're really not getting those in your diet, then rather than just looking for a vegan um, multivitamin like the Veg One one, which just has generally what you need as long as you're following a healthy diet with your B12, D3, um, iodine and omega-3, um, you might want to be looking for something that includes some of the other vitamins and minerals that, that Emma mentioned earlier to, to make sure that you are kind of um, covering everything. Oh, sorry. Just, just whilst we're on this, just whilst we're on on track, another one, another one that um, I've been learning about is called choline. Um, so it's it's one that is it's one that it's, that's little known about. It's not really spoken about very much, um, but um, it's quite important. I'm trying to think why is why is it important, Caroline? I'm just trying to remember. It's, it, it's really, I mean, it's really important for immune function, brain health as you get older. Often linked to um, kind of brain diseases, but it was 
um, quite big, certain uh, vegans might have picked up on this in the news. It kind of um, was a bit of a headline, certainly in terms of nutrition um, about a year ago, maybe just over a year ago, um, where it was suggesting, obviously, you know, um, vegans don't get choline in their in their diet. You know, it's not, you know, you, it's one of those things that's necessary for um, health. And actually, you know, it is found in a variety um, of, of plant-based foods. So um, mm. that's, that's certainly not true. But I think the big thing was, you know, suggesting oh well you must eat eggs for example because eggs mm. are high in that particular yeah. um, mineral yeah well the, well the, the thing with the thing with that one as well is that that nobody agrees on how much you need of it so um it's you know it's, it's generally thought that if you're pregnant or breastfeeding you should have 550 milligrams a day same for men i think it's about 400 for for normal people and children um children it's it's going to be it's, it's, it's slightly less I, I don't have the exact numbers at the top of my head but um but you know the good thing as vegans is we can get plenty of it in like soy products so if you eat if you if you eat if you drink soy milk um if you if you if you use tofu um and really and any other soy products they're the best place so so um so i actually i'm a, i actually bought the plant-based juniors um like guides and nutrition and they recommend you know two to three servings of portions of choline for children you know who are mainly on food but of course if you're breastfeeding you know you bet your child would get that so yeah so just you know just try just touch just like really just cover yourself with soy products there there's some vegetables as well um let me just have a quick look at my spreadsheet actually um i, I think i have listed uh, what else is good for it? Um, oh yeah, soy whole salt soybeans as well because they're unrefined. So you can just you just do your normal like boiling as you would do with any other beans if you do that. Uh, let me just find choline in my column. So I've got wheat germ um, ranked high, 152 grams per hundred grams. Chickpeas, lentils, broccoli. Yeah, broccoli's a Broccoli yeah, is a, excellent. <laughs> Tempeh, soy milk. Um, so uh, soybeans, firm tofu, peas, nut butter's good. Peanut butter, actually. So if you're peanut butter lover, brown rice, quinoa, flaxseed, dates, cauliflower. I mean, this is there's just, there's just a few. I had to I had to keep my list short because otherwise you end up putting everything yeah, down. Yeah. But um, yeah, just so we can have it. So just, you know, just like, just eat a good variety of things. And I think that is the same across the board. Obviously, we could pick out information about so many different vitamins and minerals and, and what exactly we could eat. But I think one of the issues that a lot of people have when um, they're either thinking about transitioning to a plant-based diet or becoming vegan um, and making that actual step is thinking, oh, it's just too complicated. You know, I've got to think about what I'm eating because I might be missing out on this mineral or that, you know, vitamin or whatever. And do I have to supplement? And I don't really want to take supplements. And, you know, um, that can be quite a barrier for some people for, for making the transition. Um, so like Emma mentioned again earlier, it's as long as you are, um, you know, eating a rainbow of colours as often as you can. It doesn't necessarily have to be on every single meal that you make, but, you know, across the day, across the week. Um, and you're eating a variety of, you know, whole grains, beans, 
fruit, vegetables, um, and then maybe some herbs and spices in there as well for your antioxidants, etc. You're going to be, you really are going to be covering yourself. And I know still that's another issue or barrier for those junk food vegans that's something that you know concerns children isn't it? Like... and yeah and children like you were mentioning earlier you know about um getting enough calcium in them and because one of you know the biggest um foods that we could get into our diet which has large amounts of calcium is, is dark green leafy vegetables um, and that is probably an area where you know some parents do struggle to, to get that kind of food into their children so you know as well as the fact there are other options Emma named um, several of them earlier um, this that's the same across other vitamins and minerals you know they're, they're across so many different foods it's not just one food one vitamin etc um, so you know you will kind of cover your bases if you if you try to get as many of those in but if you're struggling then you know there's other options you know pop some green leafy veg in in a nice smoothie make that you know can they have a, a daily kind of chunky smoothie or something with fruit as well as dark green leafy veg you know maybe you could make um you know a, a cake you know you can make things like courgette cake for example um which can be disguised with putting some cocoa powder in with it to, to make it a kind of chocolatey um uh, courgette cake so there's other ways in which you can maybe try and be inventive to, to get some of those things into your children as well as maybe yourself and like and oats as well like you can like have have your porridge in the morning you can make oat you can make oat based cakes treats you know that sort of thing so you, they don't so so like you know if, if you do have a picky eater and you manage to like you know find something that appeals to them they don't even know they're being healthy so the veg one, Caroline, that you mentioned earlier, I think that's the one that we have for ourselves. But I have the well kid one for Lana, which is just like a chewy pepper pig gum. She loves right. high in sugar, I think. You know, it's yeah. really sweet when I get it. But the Omega one, she didn't like um, but because it tastes fishy. And I had one and I was like, mm. um, anyway, yeah. Is the veg one OK for children? Is there a separate one for children? Um, yeah, yeah. So the veg, any other recommendations? The veg, one, the veg one is um, suitable from age two onwards. So um, any children, we have the... Is it a tablet? Uh, Do they take the it? The chewable ones, yeah. Now, okay. what, yeah, so um, they are um, chewable. Um, obviously, you can get either chewable liquid drops or, um, you know, ones that you swallow whole, which tend to be more for adults for obvious reasons. Um, but really recommended for anybody, I would always say it, you should always choose either chewable or liquid drops because they're much uh, more readily absorbed. Okay. Um, yeah, so much, much better absorbed um, than just having a, a tablet which you swallow whole. Um, so if you have a choice, then then I'd, I'd recommend to do that. Um, but as I say, the, the veg one covers from age two onwards. Um, I think if uh, you are um, age two to 12, you have half a tablet. And you could, I, with my children, I just kind of split them in half very easily. Um, and they have half each and then um, adults have a whole one. So we can use the same, you know, multivitamin that we get um, you know, from age two onwards. Um, there are other vitamins, obviously, you know, there's such a range everywhere, you know, there's lots of recommended um, brands. So not so recommended brands as well out there. I, I can't name them off the top of my head, um, but just a little bit of research Research. And, you know, looking for places like Holland and Barrett, most of the time provide you know, some, some good quality um, kind of things that you could uh, use. But, 
you know, there's just so so many brands to, to choose out from that. It's just a case of looking a bit like if you were going into the supermarket and, and choosing a, a food, a processed food, for example, you know, you're going to try and choose the processed food with, you know, the, the least amount of sugar, maybe the least amount of additives and, and things like that. And just includes the, the things that we've talked about that you would need within a multivitamin um, and, and going by that, really. Do you have a separate B12 where you, you just do that? Uh, no, so B12 is part of the veg one. So the veg one has B12, D3, iodine, and omega-3, plus a few other vitamins like selenium, I think it's got in it, and, and one or two others. But um, we don't go for a, a full range of multivitamin with absolutely everything in it, um, like vitamin C, et cetera, et cetera, because we are pretty much whole food plant-based. So we know that we kind of cover all bases um, for that anyway. Emma, what do you oh, I have a question, Caroline, actually. So, um, so um, for, for my daughter, I'm thinking about getting um, one called a really kid. So it's, uh, it comes in a, it comes in like a capsule and you've got the, and it's like a powder one. Yep. So the suggestion is that you just split it open and then you put it into like the milk or the yogurt, whatever they're eating. Does that absorb well? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So it's, that's just like kind of if you had a chewable vitamin, you know, you're still as long as you're not kind of, but obviously what difference could be, let's say you put it onto her porridge, for example, or oats for breakfast, and then you put it in the microwave and with some other things and some soy milk and various other things and you heated it up, that could make a difference to um, the, the composition of those, those vitamins possibly. Um, so like with any food where you heat it mm. up or, process it in some way you know it will, it will change the nutritional content so possibly beware of doing things like that maybe add it on the last thing and then it's you know then they eat it straight away well you're talking about the uh, queen of putting everything in the fridge the night before I don't I don't heat my own breakfast up I don't heat my daughter's up everything is done the night before or I do like batch breakfast preparing and oh, I'm you like are a lady after my own heart <laughs> like, I just I just don't have time in the morning for making so I just like or, or I don't even want to think about what I just want to go right I've done this this is what I'm having for breakfast yeah, and funnily enough, saying that, linking to, you know, how do I get extra things into their diet um, and, you know, thinking about lack of time, etc. in preparation, um, you know, one of the things you can do, again, if you can kind of be organised the night before or the week before, if you're anything like me, this is what I've done this week. I had the slow cooker out. I cooked up a load of oats. We get oat groats, which are like the whole, whole oat, um, mm. you know, the whole version of the oat that you can get. Cooked a big, big batch of that up, ready for the week, and the, the slow cooker um, pot just stays in the fridge, and we kind of spoon it out each night, ready to put extra bits on it for the next day. Mm. But what I cooked the oats with, um, apart from kind of water and a little bit of oat milk, was also I put in sesame seeds, like we mentioned earlier, so for calcium, mm. chia seeds for extra protein, uh, protein calcium, and various you know uh, chia seeds although I don't believe in superfoods you know chia seeds are, are pretty amazing for such a tiny little seed they've got a lot lot packed in there um, and then you can add other things you know you can add your herbs and your spices so for porridge you know we would add um, cinnamon for example on, on quite a lot of them so you can 
get those things in. It's, it does sometimes just take a little bit of thinking about a little bit of extra prep and just thinking, right, what little things could I put into to breakfast that perhaps they won't notice, particularly things like sesame seeds. It's the same color as the oats. They wouldn't even notice they're in there. Um, and, you know, maybe add some other fruits with it, maybe some berries or some frozen fruit, something like that, and mix it all in and they're not going to kind of taste the difference. So, you know, by being a bit more organized, you can get more of those kind of, you know, whole food vitamins and minerals um, into the foods that you and your, your children are eating. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts, where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself or you can find the podcast on Instagram at Convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents or you can email me at Conversations with Vegan Parents at gmail.com.